Merry Christmas, friend. I am so proud of you for listening to this podcast today. As you are making an intentional choice to fix your heart on Jesus, the one we are supposed to be celebrating this time of year. My hope and prayer is that this would be an encouragement to you and remind you that Jesus came for all, but he also came just for you. Help me spread this message by sharing it with your friends and family on social media, and also by clicking the button to text this episode to them. We both know we could all use something that would help us focus more on celebrating that Jesus came instead of getting caught up in the crazy of this time of year. This Advent study is brought to you by Online Women's Bible Study and Online Women's Retreat. If you are looking to grow in God's Word and community, you get a week free to try out being a member at OnlineWomensBibleStudy.com. This is the perfect time to join because we are doing some special things for Advent, including giving the PDF version of this study away to our members. Finally, this January is the next Online Women's Retreat, and you do not want to miss out on this. Go to OnlineWomensRetreat.com to grab a spot if you want 2022 to be the year you found some serious freedom in Jesus, identified your purpose, and chased hard after His call for your life. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss a single episode. Now let's get started with focusing our hearts and minds on the one who came for all. For all light five, the light has come. Talk to God. Praise God for who he is and what he has done in his word and what he is doing in your life now. Repent by confessing sin, asking forgiveness from God and others and turning a new way. Ask God for others or about needs you have. He tells us to ask, so share. Yield to God by surrendering your day, future plans, and heart's desires to him. Stop and listen. Spend some time listening to what God is speaking to your heart. Merry Christmas, my friend. We've gone over a lot the past few weeks. We've studied God's word and learned from others. We've prayed and meditated on scripture. We've Sabbathed and been doers of the word. And I thought it would be helpful for us to recap the story. Take the time to summarize the story we've told over the past three weeks. Do this your way. You can write out the narrative, use bullet points, draw it out, or whatever will help it become a collective story. But take the next five or so minutes to think through what we've read. Be sure to include creation and Adam and Eve, Isaiah, Zechariah, Mary, Joseph, the genealogy of Jesus, the Holy Spirit, Elizabeth, Micah, Caesar Augustus, the inn and the manger, baby Jesus, the shepherds, the angel and the heavenly host, the wise men, King Herod and the scribes, and the beginning of Jesus' life with Simeon and Anna. I hope that was fun for you to recall the story. You've spent so much time the past Advent season learning. I hope each of these people and parts of the story mean more than they've ever, ever have. This part, this next part will take a little bit of time, but I hope it is really sweet. If you are spending your day with others, consider inviting them to read this story with you. Otherwise, soak in this alone time just with you and your Savior who has come. Read the Christmas story, Luke 1, verse 5 through 2, 38, and then also in Matthew 1, 1, 2 through 12. It might be helpful to read it in a translation you aren't familiar with. I would recommend the message because it flows like a story really well, and it's on the Bible app for free. If you happen to notice anything from the story we didn't touch on in the past, note it below. So I'm going to read from the message translation, Luke 1, verse 5 through 2, 38. From the message translation. 
Luke 1, verse 5 through 2, 38. During the rule of Herod, king of Judea, there was a priest assigned service to the regiment of, of Abiha. His name was Zechariah. His wife was descended from the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. Together they lived honorably before God, careful in keeping to the ways of the commandments and enjoying a clear conscience before God. But they were childless because Elizabeth could not conceive, and now they were quite old. It so happened that as Zechariah was carrying out his priestly duties before God, working the shift assignment to his regiment, it came his turn in life to enter the sanctuary of God and burn incense. The congregation was gathered and praying outside the temple at the hour of the incense offering. Unannounced, an angel of God appeared just to the right of the altar of incense. Zechariah was paralyzed in fear. But the angel reassured him, Don't fear, Zechariah. Your prayer has been heard. Elizabeth, your wife, will bear a son by you. You are to name him John. You're going to leap like a gazelle for joy. And not only you, many will delight in his birth. He'll achieve great stature with God. He'll neither drink wine nor beer. He'll be filled with the Holy Spirit from the moment he leaves his mother's womb. He will turn many sons and daughters of Israel back to their God. He will herald God's arrival in the style and strength of Elijah, soften the hearts of parents to children, and kindle devout understanding among hardened skeptics. He'll get the people ready for God. Zachariah said to the angel, Do you expect me to believe this? I'm an old man and my wife is an old woman. But the angel said, I am Gabriel, the sentinel of God, sent especially to bring you this glad news. But because you won't believe me, you'll be unable to say a word until the day of your son's birth. Every word I've spoken to you will come true on time, God's time. Meanwhile, the congregation waiting for Zechariah was getting restless, wondering what was keeping him so long in the sanctuary. And when he came out and couldn't speak, they knew he had seen a vision. He continued speechless and had to use sign language with the people. And when the course of his priestly assignment was completed, he went back home. And it wasn't long before his wife Elizabeth conceived. She went off by herself for five months, relishing her pregnancy. So this is how God acts to remedy my unfortunate condition, she said. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent an angel Gabriel to a Galilean village of Nazareth to a virgin engaged to be married to a man descended from David. His name was Joseph, and the virgin's name was Mary. Upon entering, Gabriel greeted her. Good morning. You're beautiful with God's beauty. Beautiful inside and out. God be with you. She was thoroughly shaken, wondering what was behind a greeting like this. But the angel assured her, Mary, you have nothing to fear. God has, has a surprise for you. You will become pregnant and give birth to a son and call his name Jesus. And he will be great and be called son of the highest. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David. He will rule Jacob's house forever, no end ever to his kingdom. Mary said to the angel, How? I've never slept with a man. And the angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come upon you. The power of the highest hover over you. Therefore, for the child you bring to birth will be called Holy, Son of God. And did you know that your cousin Elizabeth conceived a son, old as she is? Everyone called her barren, and here she is, six months pregnant. Nothing you see is impossible with God. And Mary said, yes, 
I see it now. I am the Lord's maid ready to serve. Let it be with me just as you say. Then the angel left her. Mary didn't waste a minute. She got up and traveled to a town in Judah in the hill country straight to Zechariah's house and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby in her womb leapt, and she was filled with the Holy Spirit and sang out exuberantly, You're blessed. You're so blessed among women, and the babe in your womb also blessed. And why am I so blessed that the mother of my Lord visits me? The moment the sound of your greeting entered my ears, the babe in my womb skipped like a lamb for sheer joy. Blessed woman who believed what God said, believed every word would come true. And Mary said, I'm bursting with God news. I'm dancing the song of my Savior God. God took one look at me and look what happened. And the most fortunate woman on earth and God has done for me will never be forgotten. The God whose very name is holy, set apart from all others. His mercy flows in wave after wave. On those who are in awe before him, he barred his arm and showed his strength, scattered the bluffing braggots and knocked tyrants off their high horses, pulled victims out of the mud and the starving poor sat down to the banquet. The callous rich were left out in the cold and he embraced his chosen child, Israel. He remembered and piled on the mercies, piled them high. It's exactly what he promised, beginning with Abraham and right up to now. Mary stayed with Elizabeth for three months and then went back to her own home. When Elizabeth was full term in her pregnancy, she bore a son. Her neighbors and relatives, seeing that God had overwhelmed her with mercy, celebrated with her. On the eighth day, they came to circumcise the child and were calling him Zachariah after his father. But his mother intervened, no, he is to be called John. But they said, no one in your family is named John. And they used sign language to ask Zachariah what he wanted him named. Asking for a tablet, Zachariah wrote, his name is to be John. That took everyone by surprise. Surprise followed surprise, and Zachariah's mouth was now open, his tongue loose, and he was talking, praising God. A deep reverential fear settled over the neighborhood, and in all the Judean hill country, people talked about nothing else. Everyone who heard in the, about it took it to heart, wondering what will come of this child. Clearly, God has his hand in it. Then Zechariah was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied, Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He came and set his people free. He set the power of the salvation in the center of our lives, in the very house of David, his servant. Just as he promised long ago, through the preaching of his holy prophets, delivered from our enemies in every hateful hand, mercy to our fathers. As he remembers to you what he said, he do. What he swore to our father Abraham, a clean rescue from the enemy camp, so we can worship him without a care in the world, made holy before him as long as we live. And you, my child, prophet of the highest, and will go ahead to the master to prepare his way. Present the offer of salvation to his people, the forgiveness of their sins, the heartfelt mercies of our God. God's sunrise will break in upon us, shining on those in the darkness, those sitting in the shadow of death, then showing us the way one foot at a time down the path of peace. This child grew up healthy and spirited. He lived out in the desert until the day he made his prophetic debut in Israel. Luke 2, 1-38 About that time, Caesar Augustus ordered a census to be taken throughout the empire. This was the first census with Quirinius, 
was governor of Syria. Everyone had to travel to his own ancestral hometown to be accounted for. So Joseph went from the Galilean town up of Nazareth up to Bethlehem in Judah, David's town, for the census. As a descendant of David, he had to go there. He went with Mary, his fiancée, who was pregnant. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. She gave birth to a son, her firstborn. She wrapped him in a blanket and laid him in a manger, because there was no room in the hostel. There were shepherds camping in the neighborhood. They had set night watches over their sheep. And suddenly, God's angel stood among them. God's glory blazed around them. They were terrified. And the angel said, don't be afraid. I'm here to announce a great and joyful event that is meant for everybody worldwide. A Savior has just been born in David's town, a Savior who is Messiah and Master. This is what you're looking for, a baby wrapped in a blanket and lying in a manger. At once, the angel was joined by a huge angelic choir singing God's praises. Glory to God in the heavenly heights, peace to all men and women on earth who please him. As the angel choir withdrew into heaven, the sheep herders talked it over. Let's get over to Bethlehem as fast as we can and see for ourselves what God had revealed to us. They left running and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in the manger. Seeing was believing. They told everyone they met what the angels had said about this child. All who heard the shepherd, sheep herders were impressed. Mary kept all these things to herself, holding them dear. Deep within herself, the shepherds returned and let loose, glorifying and praising God for everything they had heard and seen. It turned out exactly the way they'd been told. When the eighth day arrived, the day of circumcision, the child was named Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived. And then was the day stipulated by Moses, which shall be a holy offering to God, and also to sacrifice the pair of doves of two pigeons prescribed in God's law. Remember our first day together? We went back to the beginning of the story in Genesis 1 and saw God form everything out of nothing, light from darkness. We read John 1, 1-5, testifying that light shines in darkness and darkness has not overcome it. And also 1 John 1, 5, God is light and in him is no darkness at all. With each week as we get closer to the coming Savior, the light increases too. I hope the symbolism of this strikes you at some point today. The light has come. His plan has always been to come, a savior for all. Let's wrap up this study with proclaiming with the angel what it is we celebrate. Write out Luke 2, 10 through 12 and verse 14, then say it out loud. Luke 2, 10 through 12, verse 14. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. Prompt. Now right below, the story is for all. The story is for me. I always hate to say goodbye. I'm always tempted to drag this on a little longer so we can stay together just a tad bit longer. It's been such an honor that you'd share your advent with me and our team. I love you. Mean it. Love, Becky. P.S. I hope you stay involved on social media so we can get to know you more. Let's make it a two-way friendship. Comment on our stuff so we can get to know you. We want to connect with you, so don't let your thumbs scroll by. Light your fifth and final Advent candle. If you're using Advent candles, light your fifth candle. Before you light your candle, notice the darkness and the way that feels. Then light the candle. 
Notice what just one light does to the darkness. He brings light. As you pass these candles throughout your day, let them remind you of what the gift of his life brings to you this Christmas, from darkness to light. Doer of the word, how can you apply what you have learned from the Lord today or on this Advent season? I hope that was encouraging to you. Remember that Jesus came for all, but he also came just for you. It would be so helpful if you would leave a review of this show, plus share this with your friends and family. We want to encourage as many people as we can with this free Advent study. As a reminder, if you are looking to grow in God's word and community, you get a week free to try out being a member at OnlineWomensBibleStudy.com. Finally, this January is the next online women's retreat, and you do not want to miss out on this. Go to OnlineWomensRetreat.com to grab a spot if you want 2022 to be the year you found some serious freedom in Jesus, identified your purpose, and chased hard after His call for your life. I'll see you next time, friend. Bye.